When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcasts. If you're watching this on YouTube, first of all, I'm back at the hostage room at the commander's facility, as you can see behind me. You can follow us there, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there at Empire Media, A-M-P-I-R-E. Always, always, always much appreciated. Today, I'm joined by ESPN's Mike DiRocco. You can follow him for all your Jaguars coverage leading up to the game and during the game. It's at ESPN DiRocco. He wrote a story this past week on the change in Trevor Lawrence from one year to the next with the new coaching staff, et cetera, and how that's impacted him. We're going to talk about the Jaguars, of course. What is the difference with Trevor Lawrence? But not just Lawrence. It's also the change that Doug Peterson has made in taking over for Urban Meyer after last year. And what a disaster that was last year. Also, the other changes, pass rushers. There's more of them. There's more weapons for Lawrence. What kind of difference will those players make? Trayvon Walker, first pick in the draft. What difference does he make? Some good insight from Michael DiRocco. So so pay attention to that in a a few minutes. Don't forget, you can follow me on ESPN.com. Read my stuff there. I'm going to start with that because I wrote a story this week on, as everybody did, on quarterback Carson Wentz and the changes for him. I focused on just his comfort level in this area, how settled, how much more settled he feels and how much more they like it here as opposed to other stops they've been and how it fits their pace of life. And how that can how can that help him in the facility? How he's grown. He's a different person at 29 than he was when he was 24 years old going to the Eagles, or 22 years old going to the Eagles. And he's different than he was a few years ago. When you have kids, you have a wife, you get you progress in your life and your career, things change for you. How can that help him? Will it help him? The two words for him right now: comfort. It's not just in the area; it's with the talent around him. How much is that going to make a difference? because it might be the most talented skill group he's been with in the NFL, certainly more than what he had in Indianapolis last year. What kind of difference will that make? And then just for himself, and this is something I didn't get a lot into because we've talked a lot about it, but the consistency of his game. We, I had talked to Troy Aikman in a conference call last week, and that's I said, what do you want to see from me? He said, and see from Wentz. And he said, consistency, not just from season to season, but game to game, week to week series to series, play to play. That's something that he'll, that we'll see. And how can the talent around him help with that? Clearly it's going to make a difference. He's no different than a lot of other quarterbacks in that mid-tier level where you say, yeah, he could be this, but he also has to improve this. Same with Wentz. Anyway, give it a read. It's up on ESPN.com. So let's get to some other topics. Injuries. We're going to start there and we'll go to safety cam curl. Did not practice on Thursday. He did have the cast off on his right wrist, which was protecting his thumb. He was at the doctor's yesterday. We don't know his status yet for Sunday. All we know is he didn't practice and the cast was gone. He had a 
kind of a big pad or pad on his wrist. It wasn't huge. It just covered the hand and a little bit around the wrist and it was taped, taped on there. Don't know, again, don't know what that means for Sunday, but the cast was not on his wrist today. Now then, tight end Logan Thomas was limited in practice. He's been limited. He has said that he doesn't know about his status for Sunday, that it's, it'll be week two at the latest. That's what we've been, I've been hearing all along. And I think that's true. We've watched him practice. I can't say that he looks exactly the same as he did before the injury. And sometimes your mind plays tricks on you when you're trying to watch how's a guy moving. He's never been the fastest tight end. He's got, he's a good athletic tight end, but not the, he's not Vernon Davis out there. So sometimes you're looking for things that maybe haven't been part of his game, but does he look the same? It's hard to tell. So it wouldn't shock me if he's, if if they wait till week two for him. Um, But John Bates tight end has been practicing in full. That's a good sign. Cole Turner, the rookie tight end, was limited with the hamstring injury. He did tell me last week that he was going to play in the opener and that he felt good the previous week. So he's felt good for a little bit. So I think there's probably a good chance that he does play. All right, now let's move on to the running back situation. We talked to Antonio Gibson this week. and It was the first time we've talked to him since he, since that preseason opener when he had the fumble when Ryan Robinson kind of supplanted him as the, first, as the primary running back. And I think Gibson, one thing Gibson did do is he admitted that the fumble got to him. And I think it wasn't just that. It was the reaction to it as well. But even he said that he did not handle it well it, and just his, maybe with his attitude or whatever it was. I do think it really bothered him. And again, just the reaction to it, I think, also bothered him. But one thing the coaches will tell you is they loved how he ran the ball when he went back in the game on that ensuing play after the fumble in the preseason opener against Carolina. I don't want to make a ton of deal out out about one fumble, but we know what the issue was last year. And to me, the bigger part, and to the coaches, is not just the fumbles, it's the way he runs. They want to see the consistency in the way he runs, which they say then in turn, uh, excuse me, decreases the fumbling. So on the next play is exactly what they want to see. The first play, he ran the ball after his fumble. He runs a little, um, runs outside to the left, turns it upfield, keeps his shoulder squares and runs through a defensive back. Gets It's only four yards, but it was a style of run and what he showed, plant, go, power. That's what they want to see. And if they see that, they're going to be very happy with what he does. They saw that in the finale last year against the Giants. They see it again Sunday. I think it's going to be a really good day for Antonio Gibson. There you go. Chase Young. So there was a little report the other night about how he went to a um, – Von Miller's pass rush camp and he suffered a setback, et cetera. Not true. And I didn't give it any oxygen the other night because it wasn't true. And I don't always like knocking down things because there's sometimes a lot of things they give out there that aren't accurate. That's one of them. I can't tell you that, he, first of all, he didn't go to the, to, to the pass rush camp. He did work out one time with Von Miller because they go to the same rehab facility out in Denver. And the other thing to note is that as far as the setback, I think it's actually the opposite. I think they feel pretty good about where he's at in his recovery. And I think we'll find out in the next couple of weeks at what point he can he might return. I think there's there's optimism there. Don't know for sure yet where it's going, but I do think there's optimism about when he could return. Just got to see if it plays out that way. There you go. Now, the other thing, um, one of the things I want to talk about is the defense, Bobby McCain. One of the differences in this defense, and it's got to show up Sunday, because if it doesn't, this is all just talk. But the talk, has been better this year. We've talked a, we've talked a lot 
about communication and the secondary and the defense in general. But I think the other thing too is, and I was talking to Bobby McCain about this, that he understands the corners a lot better now than when he did a year ago. And you have to learn how guys play and you can then play off of it. You can, you can, um, for example, he's, he was talking about how he knows which corners like to play off more in certain coverages versus the other one. And sometimes I've told you this, William Jackson will play a little bit deeper than Kendall Fuller in some looks. And then McCain knows how to play off that play accordingly off of that. And I remember talking one time to Will Blackman when he was a safety and how much it helps to know the corners and the corners can, the, the corner can sometimes turn back and say, Hey, I'm going to need more help on this play or somebody can shop that to them and the guy knows how to react, or they just automatically know in this look, this corner wants more, wants more help. I remember Blackman one time told me like Josh Norman would do that to him. And then one time I think Will was like, just basically yelled him, Josh, you, you make all this money. You're on your own on this play because he had to go help on the other side. So, but it does matter. I think that's one reason why they feel better entering the season they did at this time a year ago, just for that reason. Again, it's got to play out that way. Otherwise, it's all talk. The other thing that's been interesting this week is for reporters being back in the locker room. And you hear a lot of things, you see a lot of things, and most stuff you're not going to go out there and report. And I'm not even reporting this, but, and I don't like, you don't eavesdrop on things. But one thing that would, it does show you is a glimpse into certain players and how they are. And John Allen, for example, one of the things that he was doing the other day was just giving a young player advice. And it was just all about workout schedule, when the best, when he has found the best time to work out for his body is and why that's important. And I think it's just something that it shows the veteran wisdom, leadership and all that. And it's just a little snippet that you get into some players when you're able to be around them a lot more. And then the other part of it is just getting to know them as people, having basic conversations with guys, talking to players about their colleges or whatever. That stuff is all good because it helps establish and develop relationships. That's the value of being in there. Don't want to go too hard on that, but I did think it was interesting to hear to hear um, John Allen talk about that. Typically, I don't tell you what they're saying in there about that stuff, but that one is one I think is kind of basic, but I think it was interesting as well. Also, a, rem- a programming reminder. Um, my son Matthew is doing a college football preview every week. It's called Inside the Hashes, five, five minutes or so, looking at the big games of the week and making some picks. Check that out on Empire Media. And don't forget, I'm going to be doing a YouTube show, a live YouTube show on Tuesday night. I'm typically going to be joined by Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders, and who will also be on with me after the games on Sunday. And we'll just go over a lot of the game. We will have watched, rewatched the game by that point. We can talk about that, take some questions, all that good stuff. Tuesday night, look for that 7.30 Eastern time. There you go. Now, that's enough from me. Let's get to my interview, my conversation, I should say, with ESPN's Michael DiRocco. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven, you win! Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KIME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KIME, K-E-I-M. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Virginia only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. Mike, it's finally nice to talk about actual games because it feels like from this team, like forever since they played a game that mattered. Um, I'm sure it feels like that for everybody. But for you, last year must have been something um, unique for you to cover. What <laughs> what was that experience like? It, it was like nothing I've ever gone through. And, and, and I covered Urban right. in his entire tenure at the University of Florida. So I've had experience dealing with, uh, with Urban and the unpredictability of, of his behavior and all that other stuff. But I mean, never in my journalistic career, which is rolling along at 30 years, have I had to worry about a head coach in a nightclub, um, you know, getting caught on video, um, you know, and, and never, have I ever dealt with a guy who was that disliked and that just just had no um, feel for his team, had no feel for dealing with players, had no idea that he was doing everything that he, he could possibly do wrong? Um, it, it was like I said, I've never experienced anything like it. And and I'm not sure if Urban had been around this year that I would have been able to make it through another year. <laughs> oh, it it sounded crazy. So how does that filter down to the team? And like, wh- what was the impact during the season for these guys? And I know like we, we weren't in the locker rooms last year, so sometimes it's hard to know. But what was it like for them? Do you, How do you think it affected them? Well, nobody was happy. Um, that, that's the bottom line. And, and, you know, you take all that off the field stuff, you know, out of it too. I mean, he's yelling at players, you know, allegedly yelling at players and guys are unhappy and they don't want to be there. And, and the best offensive player running back James Robinson is getting benched for fumbling and Carlos Hyde who played for Herb at college is on the field despite fumbling right away. I mean, it's, it, it was, nobody was happy inside the entire building and it's not just the players. It was, you know, marketing, ticketing, sponsorships, all of that. It was just a feeling of dread coming into work every day. And, you know, you're relying on the number one overall pick and Trevor Lawrence to kind of drag your franchise along. And that's unfair for the kids. So it was, you know, guys, you could tell once that season was over, 
guys were ready to get the heck out of there and just wash this season out of their minds. So what's been what's it been like with Doug Peterson? I mean, just it sounds like anybody who's going to come in is going to make a tremendous difference. What's it been like with him? It's a 180. Um, you know, I, I talked to people early in, I think it was February, right after he was hired. And, you know, this was people inside the building, not, you know, players or what have you, but in that marketing sponsorship business. And, and they said, look, the atmosphere in here, it, it, it's like Christmas morning every day because we come in and we're happy to be here. We feel like we've got a guy who knows what he's doing. Uh, we feel like a guy have a guy here in charge that respects us, that understands how to be an NFL head coach and what it is to, to run an NFL franchise. And, you know, when the players got back, they felt the same way. I mean, it's it's been um, a much happier group of guys. Now, again, they haven't won or lost any games yet. And, you know, no one's been hurt or anything like that. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. But the bottom line is the atmosphere is 180 degrees from what it was with Urban Meyer. And, and you know, they may not be very good, but at least they'll be happier and more well-adjusted uh, this season than they were last year. Well, how do you think it can impact them on the field? I mean, what what differences do you think we'll see or you or you guys will see just because of all that? Well, I think, you know, Peterson's a former NFL quarterback. Uh, he won an, a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and we've all seen how uh, Nick Foles has played since then. People here in Jacksonville are still scarred by that signing. Um, you know, and, and he turned Carson Wentz into an MVP. So you add all that into the fact that he's got a reputation as a, as a good guy to play for. And you can kind of see a massive difference in this offense just from that stuff alone. Forget getting into scheme and, and, and you know, having Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, have a, a four or three other former college or NFL quarterbacks in the meeting room with him. It's just been so much more professional and that you can't overlook that after what was here last year. For for Lawrence, obviously he's going to be the big the big name in in this whole equation, the big deal. So what's what have you seen from him this summer compared to last year? The growth, areas of growth. Yeah, without question, more calm, more confident. Um, he's making more decisive decisions, or he's being more decisive with his throws. Um, you know, you could see it immediately in OTAs where he was just on the field and the way he dropped back. And the way he slung the ball around all over the place, you could you could feel that he was more confident and comfortable. And that makes sense, partly because he's going into year two. But you also have to remember his first year, he ends up having surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. So he doesn't really work out as much as he could. Then he goes into to training camp and he's competing for a starting job with Gardner Minshew because, again, Urban Meyer. Um, so he misses every other day with the first team, all those valuable reps. And then you take into account all the dysfunctional stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Um, and then he has to step up and be the face of the franchise and the leader to say enough is enough. This has to stop. Well, yeah, it's no wonder he threw to only 12 touchdown passes and 17 picks. The kid was dealing with a mess. And you know, with all that gone, he was naturally going to be more calm and comfortable and confident. But you see it on the field immediately in the spring. And, you, you know, that leads you to think, you know what, with a full offseason under his belt where he can relax and then get involved in this Doug Peterson offense, you know, maybe he's got a chance to make that year two leap. And you had a story recently that kind of showed a little bit of that swagger coming out in him, too, right? Yeah, he had the. The Dikembe Mutombo, uh, little, little <laughs> finger. Right. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 no. It was really, really subtle. 
Um, and, you know, I don't think, like I wrote in there, nobody saw it. None of the players saw it. And, right. and you know, it was caught sort of on the jumbotron really quick when he threw this ball over a leaping DB to Marvin Jones for a great catch. And it was just a real quick thing there. And to me, you know, that shows a little bit of confidence and a little bit that he's sort of feeling it. You know what I mean? And, and I don't think there was any time last year except for maybe the season finale against the Colts where he was really kind of feeling it. And that's got to be a good sign if you're a Jags fan. Now, they also surround with more talent. They gave $2 billion to Christian Kirk, or maybe it was at $3 billion? I can't remember, but they gave him a lot of money. <laughs> it broke um, that wide receiver market. Yes, yes, they did. And you know what? Terry McLaurin thanks them for that. So, you know, there's <laughs> that's all good for them. But they brought in Zay Jones, Kirk, Evan Ingram. What's the impact? Um, well, you know, Christian Kirk played one half of one preseason game. He was targeted eight times and caught five passes for 54 yards. So automatically, you know that that is going to he's going to be a significant part of this offense. He's the best playmaker that Trevor has had in his year plus, you know, almost one game uh, in his career. You know, last year, Marvin Jones was their top receiver and, and Marvin's a good guy and he's a good number three and he's reliable. Uh, but I mean, you can't win in the NFL if that's the best receiver you have. And you add in Kirk, who, you know, they move him around a lot, but he's primarily going to play in the slot. And then you add Zay Jones, who has some decent outside speed and really at the end of camp was probably making more plays than anybody uh, down the field. Evan Ingram is a guy that, you know, he's probably the best pass catching tight end this franchise has ever had. And he hasn't even played. When he catches game. the ball. Exactly. He, and he's been hurt and he does lead all NFL tight ends and drops since he came into the league. So uh, and we saw some of that uh, in, in camp for sure. I think Lawrence's first interception was a touchdown that bounced off of his arms and, and was picked off. I mean, so that's going to be an issue that they're going to have to deal with. But, you know, you add in Travis Etienne to the mix, who didn't play at all last year and is explosive and one of those guys that can take it to the house from anywhere. And all of a sudden, your weapons around Trevor Lawrence are significantly better than they were last year. Are they elite? Probably not. But, you know, if you're middle of the pack or better, that's a huge step for him. Which, how's Grand Sheriff been? Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, he, you can tell he's just a, a, a pro's pro, a guy that gets in there and does his job. And, you know, he's not real um, – talkative with us um as no, you probably know you know um but more talkative uh, than andrew norwell well yeah well i could have yeah there's a lot of stuff sitting <laughs> at my desk that's more talkative than andrew norwell um but you can tell the other guys really love him and, and it's really good um for the center luke fortner who's a rookie to have that guy an all pro guard who's been in the league for what seven years this is year eight right next to him to kind of help him through that process i mean that if you had to have a rookie center that's exactly who you'd want right next to him to help him out. With ETN and watching him, like he can be dangerous with the ball in his hands anywhere, right? Especially in the pass game. As a runner, what do they think of him? Because like there are times where he likes to bounce a little bit. So where's, you know, where's the running game at with him? And then Robinson, James Robinson coming back. Where is the run game at right now for the Jags? Well, you know, ETN's a better inside runner than I expected him to be. And they have used him as RB1 all camp because James Robinson's been dealing with that Achilles. Um, you know, he, he's going to play on Sunday or should play. Doug Peterson said he should play, but 
I mean, the guy hasn't played in the game. He really hasn't done any teamwork except for the last week. Um, you know, it, it, it it's going to be a rough start for him. He's got to get back into football shape. So ETN is the guy. And, uh, you know, that was one of the things you wonder, is he going to tr- be one of those young guys that tries to take it outside and use the speed all the time? And he does at times. But he's been more effective inside okay. the tackles as I, than I thought, especially around the goal line. Um, you know, they brought in Snoop Connor, big uh, goal line back, uh, you know, I think in the fifth round out of Ole Miss, who had a ton of short yardage touchdowns. But they put ETN in the goal line as well throughout camp, and, and he had some success there. So he's going to have to be the guy that carries most of the load until Robinson gets back up to speed. Defensively, pass rush been kind of mediocre the last couple of years. How did they, they – I know they brought in Arden Key. They drafted Trayvon Walker. Where is that at right now, do you think, going into the season? Uh, you know, Trayvon Walker is very raw. You can, you he, he doesn't have a pass rush move. He doesn't have a counter. Uh, but but you kind of knew that coming in because of where he played at Georgia. He played along that defensive line. So, uh, but but what he is is athletic and long and powerful, and he's just disruptive. And he's creating problems for those tackles. So he creates that kind of an issue on that side. That should free up Josh Allen on the other side. Uh, to really kind of get back to the form he had as a rookie because he's he was really effective then with 10 and a half sacks but he had Calais Campbell and Unique Ngakwe next to him so you know he, he's not a guy that you can that, that can be the, the the guy that that creates the havoc and teams have to really worry about um, a ton uh, but when there's someone else on the other side he should be able to thrive a little bit and, and you mentioned Arden Key and at the time I thought well you know that, that's just one of those bottom of the you know barrel free agent signings but he has been really really good in camp um i've been surprised at how good he's been and yeah i think he had six and a half sacks last year career high and the way they're using and moving around a little bit um he's had a lot of success in camp and in the preseason so it's a much improved uh pass rush and we still haven't seen what they're going to get out of devin lloyd the linebacker from right. utah because he missed almost all of camp with uh you know, uh, a hamstring. Now he's a middle linebacker, but they can use him outside. And that was part of the plan. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that all mixes because, you know, they're going to be aggressive on defense. And Mike Caldwell, who came from the Bucks, uh, worked under Todd Bowles uh, with that Bucks defense in the last couple of years. He's going to send those linebackers. So that's going to be fun to watch what they do with Devin Lloyd uh, to kind of supplement all that other uh, pass rush on the edge. So what are your what are your expectations for them this year then? They're going to be better. They're going to look like a professional organization. They're going to be run like a professional football team. Um, and they're going to be prepared every week. We're not going to see what happened last year in the season opener where they came out against the Texans, which was the worst team in the league, or we all thought was the worst team in the league, um, and they couldn't get lined up. They they had a sequence where they had 12 men on the field almost for three consecutive snaps. On That's defense. hard to do. It is very hard to do. and. At that point, you kind of knew things were going to be a problem. We're not going to see any of that kind of stuff with the Jags this year. Um, but it's a tough schedule. They have to play the AFC West. So, you know, good luck with that. Um, you know, and they've got to play the NFC East with the Cowboys as well. Um, Philadelphia, Washington. I mean, it, it's not an easy schedule for this group. So um, I th- still think they're in that six to seven win range, which for around here, considering they've won four games the last two years combined, They'll build Doug Peterson a statue if he gets him the six or seven wins. It'll be right. You know, they'll tear down that 
that Jaguar statue out front, and they'll put one up at him. So I, I think that they're at least another year away from being a team where you could say, yeah, they can kind of compete for the playoffs, even though they play in the AFC South, which isn't, you know, a, a great division. But you look for looking at this game then, because a lot of people, you know, when the schedule comes like, oh, Jacksonville, is that a is that a layup game for Washington? And I will say Washington should never view it that way because they haven't had enough success to view anybody that way. But how do you look at with, you know, we're talking several days before the game here. So but how do you view this game um, for, for, for just how do you view this game? Well, you know, I think the last time the Jags saw Carson Wentz, uh, it did not go well that Carson Wentz. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it was, you know, and look, he, he probably gets way too much blame on a lot of things, but that game, he was just not very good. And the Jags really kind of smacked the Colts around in the mouth. And I think that is giving them a little bit of confidence heading into this game just because of what they did to Carson Wentz last year. But, um, you know, I have a lot, still have a lot of questions. They've looked good in camp in these spots, but you know what? Are they going to be able to protect Trevor Lawrence? Um, because that right tackle position has been a swinging gate uh, with Juwan Taylor, and, and I think he's winning that job. I'm sort of in that you got to show me and prove sure. it to me before I believe you mode. So, you know, are, are they going to be able to handle McLaurin? You know, wh- what are what are they going to do in the secondary? Yeah, they've been pretty good in camp. But again, I, I just I just have this feeling about this team that like people around here and, I, and I've been burned thinking they're going to be better in the past. So I'm just more like, you know what, can they stop the run? That was a huge weakness for them last year um, and, and the year before. And if they can do that, then they've got a chance. But offensively, you know, we haven't seen all the pieces together here yet. And I don't know, um, you know, like I said, the pass protection is a question. Uh, can they really run the ball if James Robinson isn't in there? ETN, like I said before, has been really good. Um, but it's just been against his guys. And, and there's always that point when you're in camp where it's like it's your guys you're watching the den play against themselves and there's always like well how good really are they so um you know but it all to me it all comes down to that improved pass rush against Carson Wentz and if they can get to Carson Wentz then they got a chance to win that game what has been the problem with the run defense in the past besides not Um, the ability besides the ability to stop it (laughs) right they've not been as stout up front at the point of attack and they've been sort of undisciplined in, in their run fits. And that has been an issue the past two years. And, you know, their linebacker play last couple of years wasn't great. Miles Jack was supposed to be this guy that turned into, you know, one of the league's best all around linebackers. And and he just never did. And, and the biggest, a bigger issue was the Jags put the, you know, the green dot on his helmet and it just wasn't good for him. He admitted, he's like, I don't like having the green dot. It makes me think too much, um, which is concerning, um, you know, when you're talking about your middle linebacker. So they've just been, aside from the talent level, they've just been really undisciplined in, in, in the run fits. And, and when you do that and you get guys out of position, I mean, that's how big plays happen. And, you know, other teams really haven't had to throw the ball against the Jags very much either because they're, they're, they're nursing leads. So, you know, it's been all of that together, but they made a big signing in free agency with Foley Fadakasi uh, from the Jets, who's a big run stuffer, but he's, you know, dealing with a calf injury. So how effective will he be? Well, Mike, I appreciate you coming on and I know the world awaits this matchup on Sunday. So thanks a lot. And we'll see you Sunday. Thanks, John. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Mike for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget, I'm also going to have a prediction 
on, you, on the YouTube channel on Empire Media that'll be out there, I think, on Friday afternoon. So check that out. Otherwise, I'll be back on Sunday after the game, the season opener against the Jaguars, with the voice of the Commanders, Bram Weinstein. Talk to you next time.